Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up woman. This podcast is brought to you by M&S Beauty. They've done the legwork so you don't have to. Prepare to be surprised. By the way, if you listen to this on a new app called Entail, E-N-T-A-L-E, you'll be able to see pictures, shop links, and generally have a really relaxing magazine experience. Hi, I'm Annabelle, and I'm absolutely fine, but I got drunk two days ago, and grown-up hangovers last for pretty much the rest of your life, so now I feel a bit sick and slightly ashamed because I think I might be a bit of an alcoholic. Uh, and I'm Emily, and I'm absolutely fine, but every time I'm in a room with my therapist, I howl and howl, so clearly I'm not as fine as I think I am. Uh, anyway, it is my delight to introduce Anya Heinmarch, our guest today. Anya Heinmarch is the ultimate bag lady, a brilliant businesswoman whose colourful, covetable, clever handbags have delighted women the world over. She founded her business in 1987 and it has since flourished into a global brand with over 30 stores. Her trademarks are craftsmanship, wit and love. Everything is personal with Anya. Recently, she launched her Chubby Hearts campaign, a love letter to London that saw her suspend 24 giant heart-shaped helium balloons over above London landmarks. She is uniquely innovative, bottomlessly creative, and possesses real lightness of touch. Basically, we should all channel our inner Anya. So, Anya, good morning. Good morning. I'm not sure anyone should channel their inner Anya. That would be a dark place to go. To say. <laughs> so, how are you? Oh, well, I think I'm absolutely fine, but I'm on a juice fast, which means I'm furious, actually, <laughs> um, and um, and slightly concerned because I seem to have extended my juice fast to tea with milk uh, and now to Coke Zero. But that's fine, right? Yeah, Coke Zero is, is, is the devil, isn't it, really? Yeah. I came off it, actually, for two years. Uh, and I'm back on. I had a five can a day habit at one point. Did you? Did yeah. you? And yes. I've never been fatter. Yeah. No, well, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Et voila. Um, so, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Really, when we start to talk about beauty and how we feel about our faces and bodies and what we see when we look in the mirror, we need to talk about our mothers. So true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they are, you know, they mm. are to be blamed for everything. Mm. Really. Well, my mother's, she's very chic, my mum, which is quite, you know, quite a pressure at times. Um, she has this, and still still has the perfect flick. We always tease her about her sort of her hair, which is very done. Um, swims out of the water so nothing sort of touches the hair. Um, but she always said, dress the part, get the job. And, Did you know, she? She's kind of right, actually. Um, but actually, kindly, she also said, smile with your eyes. Yeah. Because actually, whatever we do... I do think that if you smile with your eyes and don't care that much, actually confidence wins. And I'm clinging to that right now. Um, but they, you're, they're meant to annoy you because others you never separate from them, apparently. That's what they say. Well, that's why babies are so adorable because otherwise you'd leave them in the forest. Yeah. And that's why teenagers are so vile because they're about to yeah, leave you. they smell. It's all biology and they smell. <laughs> um, when your mother said, um, dress for the part, get, for the, get the job, do you think that extends to the face? I do, actually. Yeah, I do. I mean, you know what? I mean, you, you don't you decide someone's character by how their face looks. I mean, you look at their face most of the time. And, you know, the, the caked on makeup classic or the sort of, you know, I really don't care and haven't brushed my hair, actually I haven't this morning. Um, and um, it, no, it says a lot, yeah. It, mm. does, it does make a So difference. sometimes putting on mascara is just, is polite. Well, I think as it's, much as it is prettifying. I think it's it's worth. Sometimes it's about saying I made an effort, um, or I didn't. That's also an equally powerful message, actually. Um, and I think the um, the try too hard thing. You know, so it sort of plays into comments. I mean, there's a million. There's an unwritten language, isn't there? Basically, uh, in, in in the face and in makeup, which is mm. kind of why it's fascinating. Because otherwise, it's just an awful lot of slop shoved on your face. What's your first makeup memory of you putting on makeup yourself onto your face? 
It was more, I had this sort of shimmery blue eyeliner and a lot of eye dew. It was more about sort of eye dew and that sort of thing. Um, what, are those eye drops? Yes, whitening eye drops. Probably oh. really bad for your eyesight, probably why I'm sitting here in glasses today, <laughs> I suspect. But the, the funny thing is, though, I have learnt now, you know, I'm not just 50, that... Um, that makeup does make a difference. It just does. And every time I don't bother for a work thing, um, mm. actually, you know what, you look, you know, more tired and, and, and less shiny. Truthfully. It does also, yeah. I think, I mean, I'm incredibly new to the, so I'm 43 and I'm really, really new. Like, Maybe. like Annabelle has been basically teaching me since she and I started working with each other every day, slowly, you know, every six months adding something. <laughs> but, um, but it does feel like armour. And I, I had never really had that kind of level of protection, but now I feel like, you know, when we have to go to meetings or when we have to put on a certain face or attitude or whatever, then you, you do, I do, it does but make me feel stronger. It does, but you have to be careful because that's just psychosomatic to a certain extent. Yes. And also, I think that how you look in a photograph uh, with makeup is completely different from how you look in real life. And so you will only ever really see a photograph of yourself, and actually you do look better for that. Yes. But close up, it can be gopping. Mm. So it's, you know, it's a fine line, isn't it? Yeah. Mostly I can't really be bothered, truthfully. Do you know I can't either? Mm. I, it has to take less than five minutes. Although, um, about a year ago, I sat down in front of a Charlotte Tilbury YouTube video, mm. and I did her rock chick, and I went <laughs> to a Christmas party. It took ten minutes. And scored. Uh, well, someone <laughs> said to me, have you had a facelift? <laughs> well, there you go. Charlotte, we love you. So funny. Yeah, you, know, it's, you know, it was just very, mm. very clever, but usually I can't be bothered either. No, no, she's, she's, she's brilliant. And there is something really powerful about going barefaced. I, I don't like, I like my skin to look right. I'd rather cover a spot or yeah. a shadow. Yeah. But there's something about not wearing any eye makeup and just sort of saying, you know, I'm fine like this. But that's the coolest, isn't it? But yeah. you need to be pretty, you need to have just had a holiday or, you know, done a proper juice fast, I guess. And, and I was always really jealous of those girls who can wear just like a, a, a line of red lipstick and just look done. And I, you know, if I wear <laughs> red lipstick, my mouth disappears, it all goes on my teeth. I basically look like one of those insane sort of, um, you know, Dame Edna average type kind of like hangers on. Yeah. like. Who's that her in the building? I think you sort of have to be who you are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, Ultimately, and that's isn't that the journey? I mean, I'm 50, so I guess I'm halfway to finding out. That's who I why really lipstick am. bothers me. It's because anything with eyes, I understand, but a strange kind of lipstick makes me feel separated from myself. Well, then leave it alone. Okay. Someone told me that um, number seven's gay carnation is the queen's lipstick. Gay geranium. Is it? I gay geranium might be gay. It's gay something. <laughs> so we spent. We had very gay lips for the whole time. Because if you do that, every time you look in the mirror when you wash your hands or something, you're greeted by a sort of really cheerful, weird six-year-old <laughs> version the queen. of yourself. Yeah, exactly. And slightly the queen. How good is that? Do you remember that face? And we all had that, that um, lip gloss that was uh, it had just chili in it. Yes. And so it really hurt. Exactly. hurt like hell for yeah. about half an hour. Um, so the so the, you had the pale blue eyeliner. Mm -hmm. And where did that go on your eyes? Sort of all around. It wasn't my best look, I'll be honest. <laughs> but it was a big focus on the clarity, you know, the whiteness, the bleaching of the eyeball clearly at the time and um, and sort of you know really doing this sort of shimmery blue um, I had a, a little sort of dalliance with um, a bit of contouring that was a mistake uh, when was that about 15 16 probably well, my mother taught me to contour and I used to use a brown bourgeois eyeshadow mm. and do my cheekbones and my nose That's complicated yeah Your and nose yeah, yeah yeah to sort of slim it no, down because it's a bit nose. of a potato and um, and uh, what what did you use for your contouring do you remember Anything I find, I mean, it was all borrowed and, and sort of stolen, but probably some sort of number seven boots, you know, yeah. local. Um, so, 
So you had bright white eyes ringed with blue yeah. and brown stripes on your cheeks. Yeah, quite big, spiky hair. Oh, what, really short hair? Yeah, sort of um, layered. Not a good look, actually, really, probably. Mullety slightly. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I kind of wish that would have been slightly cooler, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, did you use gel? What did you use in your hair? Yeah, a bit of gel at the front. Um, a bit of, you know, sort of not very good highlights. A lot of sun in. A lot of sun in. Yeah. A lot of yeah. sun in. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And lemon, lemon juice. juice. Yeah, never really worked. They did it. Truthfully. No. no. How much was makeup about what boys thought of makeup? Not at all. Not oh, interesting. Not? Boys don't like makeup, do they? I don't think. Boys don't like makeup that they recognise as makeup. Boys like the kind of makeup it takes you hours to do. I know. I, I know women like grown-up women, women in their forties with children whose husbands have never seen them without makeup. Who I know one woman who has bed makeup, so she takes off her day makeup or her evening makeup. She puts on her bed makeup. And then, you know, she wears that all night. Life is too short. Men now are going to start to be the peacocks, I think. And I think we're going the other way. Um, you know, I mean, they'll be wearing the heels quite soon. be perfect. So know? relaxing. Yeah. Brilliant. Exactly. Brilliant. You're not six foot three. You should be. But I'm aware of that one. I think it's also to do with sort of our changing ideas of femininity, isn't it? It's mm. kind of great. Like, I feel like the younger generation are find it are more comfortable with their with being either feminine or kind of boyish or whatever they don't feel like they're kind of they're, they're set those roles you know like are you a tomboy like when we were younger it's like are you a tomboy or you're a girly girl or whatever and I feel like that's being slightly phased out so that so which I is kind of great same. I just think it's more accepted I think in a sense there's a sort of spectrum from really girly to, to you know I have a lot of girlfriends who are you know either very feminine or actually quite masculine so I think actually it's you're allowed to be yourself more which is great yeah and um and you know, long may it last. Frankly, yeah. Um. So, what happened after the teenage makeup phase? Well, then I think I went into busy phase, um, and that became much more about um, about organisation, travel miniatures feature. Uh-huh. Quite well, this, this when you heavily. were working, when you started yeah, working. Yeah. Well, and and even now, I would say. And so, um, that's. So I have a bit of an obsession with travel miniatures, actually. Um. I mean, if anyone wants to buy me a present, that's really, frankly, the um, the thing that I I sort of love the most. And it's it's about organisation. You know, it's about labelling for me, and 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 having everything I I I need so close to hand. Um. And in fact, we developed this whole um, sort of makeup bag range, which we call our sort of labelled um range where everything is you could literally sort of pre-pack it and just run to the airport it's all sort of done there's a place for everything yeah. um and um so it was more about the the actual the organization than actually the, the contents as far as that's concerned just you know I, I, I know what you mean it's things like i mean i i think i'm gonna have to get one of those because that's a bit like porn for me yeah. it's like opening sometimes i open my linen cupboard and just look at it and then shut the door again because everything is folded and it's the one place in my life and house that's in control where which is in control and everything has a place so I love the idea of opening a makeup bag and everything being where it should be because mine's proper rustling and yeah yeah. no I think that's the point you go then through that next phase of your life where you feel quite out of control because you're juggling it all and so therefore just any chance of what my favourite thing in the world is a labelling machine to be honest Um, (laughs) ticker tape one well uh, yeah well you can buy these really cool ones like the old dino mo ones yes yeah yeah Um, and now you sort of punch in and and you press the button it prints off beautiful labels and so you could kind of label eyeliner and mascara oh my goodness Um, and do you stick it on the bottles or on I could or put it everywhere, all over anything, to be honest. <laughs> Your children. Um, you know, literally, I live my children for I've tried, yeah. actually. Um, so, so this whole sort of labelled makeup and, and wash bag range is just about, I think, trying to get control back in my life. Because a lot, a lot. I mean, it, it feels to me that underlying a lot of your designs is the idea that of, of making women's lives easier. Yep. Um, you know, I remember years ago, you were the first person, I think, to have a tiny little Nokia-sized 
mobile phone pocket yeah. in one of your bags, yeah, yeah. and it sort of evolved. Evolved. So, 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 what else do you do that is you know that has that sort well, of? Well, so things like we have what we call the. I love a system. Um, so we have a sort of loose pocket system, which is the idea that inside your handbags, rather than having pockets that are attached, that you have these pockets that are not attached. So therefore, if you change your handbag, you can just take your first aid pocket. Um, your makeup pocket, your you know pills and thrills pocket, and just put them into your your next your next bag. So I, I love a system like that. Um, we've just launched Pimp Your Phone, which is the idea that you know your phone can be just slung across your body if you're kind of running out the door. Don't you think though things that work is the biggest luxury for me? I mean, it's just you know we're just so busy, and so I think it's the same with makeup. It's the same with how we organise our makeup. It's the same with how we organise our life. So I think that's absolutely that next phase was just about control. Mm. And then did you start to enjoy it again? Enjoy what makeup? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, um, yes. A once you regain control of everything, <laughs> I think slightly as you get a bit older, you wear a little bit more makeup. So in that phase, I was wearing very little, um, and um, and now probably actually you know a little bit of foundation, quite nice, a little mm. bit of you know that sort of the panda look, a little bit of white around the sort of the eye socket and the um, and uh, and then of course it goes all into the kind of not makeup, but you know should you be having the laser resurfacing or mm. the you know, all of which I think is terrifying. And the fact that um, my absolute thing I hate are the, the fillers. Um, and the fact that everyone seems to look like they have the same father because they all have the same cheekbones and the same, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so they look like they're all from the same family. It's, it's kind funny, of weird. filler sort of homogenizes. I don't think it makes you look younger. I think it makes you look as, it gives you a sort of 30 year age possibility window. You sort of could be 60 or you could be 30. And it also makes you look like you've got plasticine under your skin. Yeah. And another thing also, and the texture. classic, that, 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 and this is mean and none of you, maybe you all do, you all look young and fresh. But there's that weird thing people do their lips where there's a bit that hangs down, the inner lip hangs down, mm. but you never see it in the photographs. So I don't think they realise they have it, yeah. but everyone's talking about it. So it's a really slippery slope, I think. Yeah, but just as photographs take away twenty percent of your makeup, yeah, they take away twenty percent of your injectables. Totally. Yeah. So it's so again, it's hard for people to keep. I call it facial dysmorphia. It's yeah. like you redecorate one room in your face, and yeah. then it, everything else needs looking yeah. at. Yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah, suppose totally. it, it depends whether you're basically running your life through Instagram, i.e. the way that you look, and so you have to be filtered or fillered at all times, or whether you're, you're IRL, and therefore you, you're happy to present that face. Well, the other route, of course, is Facetune. Yes. Oh, in China, so good. So in China, we, we were out there and, and every photograph they send of you saying, thank you for coming to this interview, whatever it is. And they send you the picture and you're like, hang on a second, I'm about three stone thinner and I've got flawless skin. Did you, was there anything about your face that as, as a very young woman or a teenager, you really disliked and really bothered you? My nose, obviously. I mean, really? obviously. Obviously. obviously, I have a high much honker of a nose. Um, but I mean, I've, I've never seen it. a smaller nose. But no, no, it's not, it's not small. I've grown to love it, though, because actually, you know what? Again, I think the more people do all this work, the more that it sort of homogenizes everyone. And actually, we should kind of love who we are. That's our identity. And that's a unique footprint, a new, unique blueprint is your face. Um, and actually, I kind of think if you like it, then actually other people like it too. Yeah. I think it's a really important thing, actually. Um, why would we want to look like everyone else? And actually, the other day, I, my daughter and I were queuing at the Hampstead Ladies' Ponds because um, it was really busy. And there was just loads and loads and loads of women, um, maybe 50 women in the queue, all in, dif in different swimsuits, different with different bodies and different and I thought it was brilliant my daughter's eight but it was great for her to see that that that, that everybody looks different I had to go to a, um, a garden opening not so long ago and it was I hadn't realized but it was a clothes optional day 
And um, <laughs> I and I thought it was cool. I'm fine with that. I had sunglasses on, so I could kind of have a good look. And um, and it was all men actually. So it was about 120 naked men, probably mostly over 50, maybe even over 60. And the, the the sort of men that you wouldn't necessarily want to have naked. So it was it was fully on show, and not particularly pretty. And actually, you know what? It was the one take out. Apart from that, it was a bit overwhelming after after a while. But the one take out was that actually almost no one looks like they do in the magazines. So what on earth are we all doing? The range and the of breadth ev- and the of depth ev- of, of everything. Variety. Oh. He was was a schmorzbord of, of fascination. I have to say, my 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 husband was out the other day, and it happened to be a naked cycle ride through London, and yes. he was also overwhelmed as a man of the difference. But it's just a bit of gristle, isn't it? Ultimately, I mean, like, what what you know? What's the issue? Do you know what I mean? So, what have you got for us today? I have a question. Oh, for me. For everyone. What is the Holy Grail? eight hours sleep or, or a cream that makes you look as though you've had eight hours sleep close though well done um, and that doesn't cost the earth so what I want to talk about today is an MS own brand from the mothership called um, formula absolute ultimate sleep cream which they claim is eight hours sleep in a bottle. Um, now I've got a theory about creams so you know if you're in the market for really really expensive creams great then you know that's where you live but I'm not sure you need to spend a million pounds on cream I'd be more inclined probably to spend it on a serum but actually I'd probably be more inclined to just wait and save and save until I was ready for needles Emily's dumbstruck by that but yes yes needles Um, because there are some very artful practitioners out there but you know you know so this stuff is 22 quid and I like to shove on a lot of night cream, so this probably lasts me for a month. Not more than that, but you know, it, you could have it, you know, if you have that on standing order, that's not so terrible. Um, and it, you know, there's, there's, there's no song and dance, there's a nice, solid, um, you know, quite luxurious pot, gold lid, you know, tick, tick, tick. Um, and um, it's got a nice, fresh smell, hang on. And I'm gonna pass it over to you, you can rub it on the back of your hand. It feels quite cooling when you first put it on. It's got a nice, creamy texture um you know so it's quite rich but it will rub in i can't stand going to bed with like layers of white paste all over my face i tell you why mostly it's because i'm so fanatical about linen (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly an added an added washing load exactly i don't want to leave a greasy facial imprint because i don't sleep elegantly on my back don't you sometimes sleep at all but if i do it's burying into it like a mole don't you sometimes look at all the laundry and just think who the fuck lives in my house yeah anyway um so i have a confession to make which is that i am not ignorant about formula uh ultimate sleep cream and that you put me onto it a few months ago, and it is, I find, completely sensational, actually. It's sensational. It's as good um, as any of the really expensive ones, I think. And I've been pretend rubbing it into my hand, thinking, I put this on every night, I don't know why I'm doing that. But, um, because it's an, but actually, because r- even rubbing it into your hand is quite a nice, pleasant experience. Or my hand looks younger. <laughs> and also, to your point as well, that, you know, I, I quite like to slather it on to feel like I'm getting... You can afford to. I mean, the thing is, is really, 
your, the way that you use cream should be dictated by what your skin needs, not what you can afford. And if this was one of those creams that cost 149 quid, then I'd be using amounts that were invisible to the naked eye because I'd, be, I'd feel like an idiot to kind of... Whereas because it's 22, you can, if your skin's dry, you shove it on and that's fabulous. And, and, you know, your skin starts to look a bit less tired. It deals a bit with pigmentation. It deals a bit with, you know, loss of firmness. And, um, you know, it's just, it's well executed and it's well priced. Um, and you know that's there's something to be said for that. Well, I mean, listen, this has got all those. It's got peptides. It's got hyaluronic acid that I can never pronounce. It nourishes. It hydrates. It gives you that kind of radiance. But I've always been quite confused by night creams. I don't understand the difference between a night cream and a day cream. And in the same way, I actually I'm not sure that I understand the difference between a normal cream and an eye cream. I just sort of think if you like it, shove it everywhere at any time. Um, so I use this in the morning as well. Do you? Yeah, I use it. I put an SPF over the top if I'm feeling responsible. Can we just talk actually while I've got you here? about the order of things because I just get so confused about when you put your primer on, when you put your 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 the cream on, when you put an oil on, or do you just put them all on at the same time? Or do I just let you keep going? You look like you're about to burst into I'm tears. I'm gonna cry. But also how long do you leave it? Like at the moment I'm I'm leaving about three minutes between each is that insane? Listen, the first thing you've got to do, which we'll talk about another time, is you've got to cleanse really, really properly. Because if your skin isn't really clean and your pores aren't kind of excavated and it's not really, really fresh and clean, then anything that you spend money on, anything you get your hands on, is just going to sit there and clog things up more and not do anything active. So that's the first thing. Serum goes on before moisturizer because serum is very active, so it should do its own, you know, merry song and dance on your skin and then also help to activate whatever moisturizer you put on next. I think as a rule of thumb, it's always best to let things sink in. Just let them dry off before you add the next thing on. And do you have to rub it on in a particular... I remember my sister had a cream that you had to kind of rub on your face and I'm doing some weird action. And all those jade rollers and slaps and tickles and upward leg movements and um, um, neck, sorry, neck movements. I think said leg movements. I love the idea that we're doing leg movements at this stage. This stage, Um, God. I'm sure there are people who are evangelical about that, but I mean, who's got time? Want to shove it onto your face and then you know do what you've got to do next. I mean, you know, life gets in the way. Yeah. Um, but no, so good cleanse, uh, then serum. You know, in between the cleanser and the serum, you might want to use a toner. I'm very into toner at the moment. Um, After the serum. No, in between before, before the serum. I was say. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, particularly if you've got combination skin, so I'm very into toner, and it would either be um, a Dr. Dennis Gross cleansing pad because I'm incredibly active, or for something a little bit more gentle, um, a Pixie. Um, glow tonic soaked cotton wool pad but I'll talk about Pixie um, in another episode because it's a really good brand um, but yes toner I think has sort of come back into fashion I mean I remember using Clinique clarifying lotion when I was a teenager which um, was quite extreme oh my god do you remember dramatically my first moisturizer was dramatically different moisturizing cream yeah. when the yellow that yellow pot with the sort of green I mean it was absolutely it was the starter one yeah it was and also you know very very mean with it because it was so luxurious Oh my god. Because we should all have been like saving our money on our beautiful teenage skin and just using Boots Own. Um, but anyway, yes, so I do use this in the day. So I use, um, so I. So after your serum, then you put that on. Yeah, yeah. And if I use oil, I use it um, almost like a mask. So I'd get home from work, wash my face, put on a face oil. Um, and then usually a votary face oil, because I think they're specialists in face oil, they really know what they're doing, they come in gorgeous little apothecary-style bottles, and leave that on and let it do its work for a couple of hours. 
and then before I go to bed, do a serum and a moisturiser. But I think I think face oil is quite good if it sits on its own, and I tend not to use it in the morning because there's always the risk with face oil that it will go in your eye, and then you'll be blinking like a myopic bunny all day, and it'll put you in a bad mood because face oil does migrate into my eyes. But if it's six at night, I can just you know wipe you know shove some drops in and watch the telly. It doesn't matter. It's so true actually. When you get home, I mean, I personally when I get home, I go home, I take my my work clothes off bra off etc t-shirt most disgusting sweatpants or incredibly nice pajamas if i've happened to have managed to get some um and uh, and kind of walk, and then take off exactly the day stuff put on cream i mean you know it's like having and then there's bedtime where you'd go through the whole routine again i have like bed pajamas honestly <laughs> everything is geared towards well, trying think, to be comfortable well also and i think i think what happens is we get very ritualistic about being comfortable which in itself is yeah. reassuring. Well, I have to say that formula does make me feel like just a little bit safer about mm. my skin mm. and a bit more comfortable, but not in an unsexy way, she says quickly. Shall we look through your makeup bag? <laughs> okay, I have, I have a confession, which is I, I have the exact same makeup bag, but mine is a few years old and just was a bit dusty inside. So I have actually upgraded for today. So and I just have to kind of share that with you. Talk us through the actual so, container. Well, so this is uh, the container is one of my makeup bags, which is a labeled makeup bag. It actually says makeup on the front. Just yeah, if you're, you're just confused. really tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's great is it's a double decker makeup bag, which is kind of quite exciting. So, um, so top layer is. Um, kind of just you know the sort of tools uh in fact it says brushes it's labeled to say brushes. And where are your brushes from i mean honestly i have no idea it's 150 years old That's a mac. no idea is it a mac it's it could do with a, a wash truthfully um how so often do you wash your brushes uh i do wash them because i am quite a neat and tidy person but probably not often enough and what do you use to wash your makeup brushes uh, soap I don't know what should I use I'm now feeling insecure yeah, tell me no, I'm to well, you. I mean I don't wash them enough I'm and, uh, but I, saying um, that to make me feel better no I use just hand wash or whatever's by the sink yeah but you know you get f you can get fancy disinfectants oh, really? this, oh, no, yeah. I'm not fancy okay so so that's all pretty basic um, and um, there's always a bits of of stuff Nurofen obviously um, a a little thing that my son made which is a little sort of swirl thing you just um, dropped a crystal I just dropped a creative crystal actually oh, exactly really? so all sorts of bits and pieces um, and oh, then no, no, no wait oh, sorry what's that Mac pot this one here yes this actually is quite cool it's um it's called wedge Great. Yeah, and actually, it's just quite a good little sort of eyeshadow. I do like that. Actually, that's my only sort of. It's um, a, and it's a sort of slightly more brown than neutral, isn't it? Yeah, but it's still it's just quite shadow, gentle. Basically, it just just quite. And nice. do you use it for shadow or do you use it to, uh, to line? Um, I think shadow, mm. just sort of in the socket. Bit. And a touche clair. Uh, yes, good. The panda eye look and a little bit of Sicily, quite a nice fat kind of um, bronzy eyeliner, quite nice around. Um, so that's the sort of that's the tools bit. Um, tweezers, tweezers, obviously, tweezers, yeah, obviously, very important. Um, and then um, dental floss, which I only started oh. flossing when I was fifty. Is that a really shaming admission? Um, Why did having, you start flossing at fifty? I don't know. It just suddenly happened. Does it just come with age? Stuff just in your teeth. But obsessed. No, actually, it's just a sort of. I'm obsessed. Guilt. I'm not sure. It was a sort of. Catholic guilt thing, I'm not quite sure. Um, so, um, travel miniatures, obviously, quite obsessed by travel miniatures. And you can get some really good ones. Um, Miniature toothpaste. Mm -hmm. um, uh, sort of funny Japanese um, toothbrush, um, which is always nice to have. Quite a nice little thing that's in the shape of a little Japanese toy. Um, and a bit of Charlotte Tilbury, obviously, great. And what is that? Is that the cheek pop? You know, more than we it's never the, read the cheek labels. to cheek swish and pop mm -hmm. in first love. I use this. It's really good. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. 
and she's Very quite good. bossy with how to apply it. She's brings you your know, face to life a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's all good. Um, having never been a blusher person, actually, I'm quite. Into I think blush is really, really important. Yeah. Um, this is the grown-up version of IG, which is I had my eyes lasered actually, and um, a while back, so I'm now wearing glasses again. Um, and that, if you have a late night and you need to have fresh white eyes, what make is it? Well, it's quite medical. I think <laughs> you have to have a prescription. Yeah, <laughs> Iopadine, it's called. It's called um, Iopadine. Iopadine by Alcon, but that is that's that's what um, all the news readers have for that early slot apparently. Um, and Sicily um, Love skincare. Um, often funny little sort of Japanesey uh, lip balms. Mason Pearson. Mason Pearson. Yeah. yeah, I don't really leave a house. One of my first childhood Mason memories, Pearson. probably. Actually, Me too. Yeah, my mum. Um, and so Sicily loves Sicily, and and so this is the eye contour mask. I love this one, which is the um, the rose noir, which yeah, I actually use almost as a, a moisturizer yeah. when when I'm tired, which is kind of good or a bit sunburned. Put it on, leave it on. Yeah. Um, that and biafine actually be another thing that I biafine yeah you know that French thing they give it's actually treating chemotherapy patients if you have a little bit of sunburn it's a brilliant biafine's an absolute magic magic cream um, and um, and this is actually an interesting cream which my daughter is developing which is a CBD so it's got um, cannabis oh. oil in it oh okay it's um but it's actually it's completely legal so it doesn't have the the properties that make you high the THC it just, or yeah, whatever it's the CBD not okay. the THC exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and that one and, we could have given to the boy. What's it going to be called? Um, so it's um, I'm not sure yet is the truth, That's but it has exciting. it. Yeah. Um, so um, it's quite fun. It's quite a quite a yeah. burn. So it's quite cool. So awesome testing things for her, um, and then a, 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 a scent that I'm developing, which is uh, yes. early yeah, early doors, but scent. which oh we'll talk God. about that when it's launched. What was your first yeah. scent? Um, oh, probably, God, literally, Anais, Anais. Is that how you yeah. pronounce it, by the way? That's how well, I, my, I always, my mother always said Anais, Anais, but yes. um, it is Anais, Anais. Is Anais. This yeah. is wonderful. It's good, because like? it's got the double dot over the eye. Yeah. Um, so that's something we're working on. And um, But it's been really fun. I've just started working on, on scent in, in quite a big way, actually, because we launched our home uh, fragrance. Yeah. So we launched some Smiley candles. candles. Yeah, which and was Anya Smells, which I love. <laughs> Anya Smells, so which is my joke against myself. Yes. But it's becoming a bit, so I pass all the screens, it feels like a bit bullying. I keep saying Anya Smells. <laughs> Do Anya you know, smells. sometimes I, if I'm having a bad day, when I email myself, I put a kiss at the bottom. <laughs> the opposite of Annabelle Smells. <laughs> yeah, can I, well, can I just go. say, I do that too. Yeah. Well, I could learn something from both of you in which case. Um, we've just, we found something else that really cheers us up, which is answer the phone saying, yo. <laughs> it's just so tragic. Because it's just so tragic. <laughs> could just, someone calls you and you just go, yo, and you feel like you're 15 again and that's great. So you start with Anais Anais and then what, what, what's your life in fragrance? A little bit of Anit Goutel, I say a little yeah. bit, quite a long time. I'm a great believer in sticking actually. Yeah. With, I with do as well, I'm really faithful So that was her. something that was, and Gardenia, that was one of my big ones from her. Um, and, um, and, um, and it's been really interesting actually my sort of scent journey because you know you obviously know exactly what you like and, and you often don't know why and so we launched these these range of, of, of scents and so um, one of them is sun lotion which is just um, I really wanted to kind of capture you know that smell it's kind of sounds rather weird but when you smell your skin when you've been in the sun oh I love that and there's smell. a sort of you know, sort of fall asleep on your arm and that smell of sort of slightly burnt skin and the sort of smell of kind of mimosa in the air and the the, the sort of the warm evening and just trying to kind of actually really kind of capture that moment so it has orange flower and musk and it's oh. just it's a really it's just delicious actually um, and there's another one I love called pencil shavings which is you know that smell when you you know you used to have that sort of pencil yes. thing in the class you put your yeah. and it's cedar wood and patchouli and um, and it's a little bit sort of metal and very woody and there's something really 
delicious about it but because so. fragrance unfolds mm. you know it, it develops a life of its mm. own mm. it doesn't you don't just get a one hit no, and it's how it reacts down. with you and how it reacts with the room and so on so and it's how evocative it is like immediately takes you mm. back to somewhere mm. or i mean there are some some i can't smell yeah you know if it's involved a broken heart or something like that there mm. are certain you know aftertaves that i just mm. that make me feel really it's, it's like being punched if i get a there's one that we developed called toothpaste which is um which is essentially the peppermint and, and rhubarb but kind of takes me back to that fast snog, you know, that's a lovely yeah. um, sort of toothpaste-y, yes, I don't know, something rather... Slightly, yes, I know exactly, that's slightly heady and you can just feel the body, oh, yeah. So it's been it's been a really, it's been fun doing that, I really loved it, actually. So you're going to be wearing your your, your own, Do you, what did you wear on your wedding day? Do you remember what fragrance? It was the Anique Guitar. It was the Gardenia. Ju- the Gardenia. Gardenia. Mm. Yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm, I like fruit and flower as well. Mm-mm. So I've been very faithful to um, Philosophers by Diptyque because mm-hmm. I like that green mm-hmm. fig mm-hmm. and Citron Citron, which mm-hmm. was Lynn Harris's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lemony, they named yeah. it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my mother, my f- my mother, the scent she's always, always had is Youth June, the one with the wasted yes. bottle and the little gold belt. And she's absolutely true to that all her life. And that that's um, that's a real sort of, it's amazing scent. I think it's, it's, a, it's a fun project, isn't it? Love it. Um, and what do you use on your skin? I'm, I'm Sicily a lot for skin. Yeah. Um, sometimes um, Dermalogica, actually I quite like. They have a skin smoothing cream, which is really nice. Um, but I'm a bit of a tart, truthfully. Yeah. Um, and I get sent some lovely things to try. And so, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a whatever's in the in the room. Um, yeah, and I'm a bit uh, whatever Annabelle tells me that I need to be wearing right now. <laughs> we all, so, yes, whatever Annabelle tells exactly what Annabelle, Annabelle says. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then just to, uh, just to start to sort of to wind up, so this idea that we're living with, you know, we talk, we've touched on it a little bit about the, the perfect women. I mean, we're very interested in imperfection and, and I just sort of wonder, yeah, I think you, I think, I think that, that the perfection is for other people and I think it's a really self-loathing idea and I look, I think that the gaps in between are what I'm interested in. Oh, in totally. No, I agree. Sorry, I misheard. I, I mean, I just, what is perfection? I think, I mean, don't you think as you get older and turning 50 was a bit of a moment for me, but as you get older, you just realise that perfection is actually for me is going on a really long walk with a girlfriend and talking with a cup of coffee and for me going to work and being with people I really like. I think if I were to look at photographs which I hate of myself where I think I probably look my best is at those times because you are yourself you know and um, that lovely quote Oscar Wilde quote be yourself the other places are taken yeah you know and if only we all knew that when we were sort of 25. Yeah I know there's something really depressing about looking back at pictures of yourself and thinking I you know thinking about how you look and also how you felt then and thinking why why was I so insecure miserable about you know that well, you look back the and way you look great compared yes, to now. So exactly. Enjoy, enjoy and, you, and I think, but I think that with that high, I, like, I feel so much better about, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying that journey now that I've shrugged off that 20 something or teen thing. And I think that's, I mean, I, I, I think that's a, a wonderful it's thing. It's funny, isn't it? I feel better about myself, but so admiring of them. I remember when I got to, I, I pretty much when I hit 35, I suddenly the, the beauty of youth suddenly dawned on me. And I looked around and I saw gorgeous skin everywhere and yeah. lovely clear you eyes. You take it so much for granted. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they, I'm sh- you know, they all feel as miserable and insecure and deranged totally. as we did probably. But that's the point, isn't it? So, I mean, that's why I now love my nose. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think the bottom line is actually, you know what, smile, have a laugh. And actually, I think that's when you look your prettiest. Yeah. I really do. And is there a sort of mantra that you live by? I and mean, we, we write sort of slightly crazy ones like, you know, smile while you still have teeth but Which I, I mean I think it would be that Oscar Wilde quote I it really would. do actually you know just be yourself and actually just be accepting and and actually genuinely that's that's the most attractive you can be I yeah. think yeah thank yeah. you so much yeah. Anya oh, <laughs> okay back to work 
You've been listening to Annabel Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Mid-Alt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Why shouldn't it be you? Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.